0: Now, this is the DDT Wrestling
1: Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. I'd like to commend us for going a full six years almost to the month uh, without having a lost episode.
0: Uh, I want to say that. You know, that is really just down to our ingenuity as, uh, you know, professional uh, podcasters, as uh, professional producers Mm -hmm. and creators. You know, I mean, we may we may do this podcast in a in an amateur sense. But, you know, for the most part, I'd say the quality of our production these days, DC, you're, you know, bopping your mic periodically throughout the show, notwithstanding, I would say, you know, rivals, rivals the professional or at the very least the prosumer
1: level of of this hobby, I I would say. My end is the weekend. I'm the one with the spotty Skype feed. I'm the one who's, yeah, I'm now starting to lift my mic stand up out of the way so I don't, you know, smack into it a lot. You, however, to give you the praise you so richly deserve, I need it. You've got a good setup. I mean, everything except for the
0: dog, which you I love, I love Oscar, yes. I'm not I'm not I'm not really complaining about Oscar, yes. But you know, you will hear him in the background from time to time, and that is the the, the largest grievance I have, I think, with, with my particular setup,
1: anyways. Um so last week you mentioned that you know, you would like to have uh Liam Stryker, otherwise known as Eddie McCabe, on the show. So I reach out because what Doc wants, I try to provide for him. So I reach out to Eddie, and within a couple of hours, we have a date. We're going to record on our typical Wednesday. We figured out the time that'll work for him. It works for us. And yesterday, a few minutes late, not a problem. He's a working man. He had to walk through the streets of Boston, past probably, what was it, Bova?
0: Oh, yeah. Bova, bakery. Mike's, Modern. He's going past all of them to get back to his,
1: his place of business. Uh, and we have a lovely conversation. I have to cut out a bit early, well, I was cut out a bit early uh, mm. because of raging thunderstorms that are coming through. This seems to be the trend now in New England, an extremely hot day and a vicious thunderstorm. I have one eye uh, out the window right now because we're supposed to get more thunderstorms coming through. I will say uh, that thunderstorm yesterday was a class of its own. Yeah. Um
0: yet while we've had thunderstorms most afternoons this week, the one yesterday was ridiculous. Uh, and the, even the the end of the conversation after your power went out and you uh and you cut off from the Skype call, I wasn't on the the line too too much longer with with Eddie. We did go through some emails and things like that, but by the time we were getting ready to wrap up the show, I sped through, I, I don't even think I, we didn't do pieces of positivity. I was just like, yeah. Patreon.com for slash GDT Wrestling. see you later folks. Goodbye. Like it was yeah. nasty out there.
1: Yeah. The, the town that is in between the town that you and I live in, we're separated by a town. They had fireworks. I don't know if you can see them from where you are. Um, no, but I can hear them. If we usually go out into the you know, the driveway, we can, we can watch them. And we did for a minute or two, but the lightning on the other side coming in from the west was a much better light show than, mm. than the fireworks. Uh, so, yeah. So, you know, Eddie was recording via Skype, which we do not do. We record via our own means and cut the uh, audio together afterwards. And Eddie had said that he'd send us the audio or he'd send us the recording and we would be able to to make that work and as technolo- as technology has a way of doing uh that didn't happen the recording is lost the recording is lost as far as we can tell uh so that great conversation uh we'll have to have him back on the show cuz it was an excellent conversation um was lost but it was nice to see his face and and chat with him he now knows Our face, I realized part of the way through the show, he now knows your name. Oh yeah,
0: no, I knew that. But in fairness, I think he knew my name as of A, when I bought uh, the the DDT NAI shirts, he knew Mm. my name as of Skyping into uh, uh,
1: Late Night Liam or
0: any of the NAI shows. I've never really been too...
1: Concerned, Yeah, my, my, you know, real name is never on any of that stuff. So I saw it and I was like, should I let him know? Hey, you know what? Nah, nah. I knew. I knew. I, I don't, I don't well, really yeah. care. So we're recording now because we would like to have an episode for the week. Um, you know, we'll chat a bit about our conversation with Eddie. We'll chat a bit just in general. We will do our emails. Uh, I'd like to point out Doc sent out an all call saying, you know, this is really your last chance for emails. That led to zero, our besties. I'm not going to say the besties let us down. The besties never let us down. But they did not have anything else to say for the week. Uh, And, you know, so we just wanted to let you know. We're doing extra work because we recorded a ranking show. This is our third time this week that you and I have sat down uh, to record. So what did you think of chatting? I don't want to go play by play, but what did you think, you know, Doc Manson and Liam Stryker had a quote unquote feud during our tenure as affiliates of the New Age Insiders. Uh did you enjoy the conversation with Eddie? Did he did he annoy you?
0: I mean, the the, the conversation was fantastic. I think I was able to uh put him on the spot a number of times. I, I think that over the course of that conversation, if if only anybody could hear it, um, it would have become clear who the superior color podcast man actually was. I think I had him on the ropes and ultimately <laughs> defeated him throughout that conversation. Um, at least that's how I recollect that conversation going. Um, and, and you know, I, I think that above all else, the thing that I learned about Liam Stryker is why Bill Neville was the designated producer of the New Age Insiders podcast.
1: If only because we we didn't get the audio.
0: <laughs> no, but like you said, I mean, the Skype thing was a gamble. I knew it was a gamble going into it because we weren't going to have any sort of backup recordings uh, if we tried it. And something told me like right off the bat, like that just didn't make me comfortable. But I said, let's go for it. I said it. I yeah. did. I encouraged us to say, oh, let's just do it. Screw it. Let's do it. And I, I should I should have thought better of it. But I don't think Liam, necessarily, I'm sorry, Eddie, I don't he think he think. had another way to record himself. So I don't really think we had a choice yeah. if we wanted to record just with then when we did. So as, as we said, it was an enjoyable conversation. I don't think we're going to repeat it per se, um, but I would love to have him on again. And I do think that because just talking to that man is great. He likes movies. He likes wrestling, even though he doesn't like wrestling. He's got this vast yeah. knowledge of it. He likes comic books. I mean, let's face it, from a geek nerd perspective, he fits right in. Uh, mm-hmm. If we were going to have a rotating third chair, I would say that Eddie McCabe is welcome anytime uh, to fill and warm the butt cushions of that chair. I wanted to ask you about that. For years,
1: we never considered expanding, it was just us. Um, you know, we'd guest on other people's shows and things like that. And then GQ came. We had a rotating guest chair that he always seemed to fill. He was there for a while. He's now moved on to greener pastures. Do you want to start having more guests on the show? Uh, Is this, is it a, is it a, as it happens sort of thing? Should we try for like once a month, having a guest? How do you want to, I don't know. No, but, but, I'm not against it either. Like the
0: Liam thing was sort of Eddie Liam slash whatever you want to call him was sort of a impromptu thing that came out of the show last week. Um, But now that I think about it, like I wish we had that show to actually put up. I'd love to talk to Bill. I'd love to talk to Jason. I'd love to talk to all three of those guys or any pairs of them that we were able to get together. Um, If only because specifically for those guys, you know, the early days of this show were very much. Entwined in the history of the New Age Insiders. Mm-hmm. I know we're very much our own thing. We've never really fallen in line. Let's face it, as we talked about on the show, that is now lost. We were the only non wrestling show on the wrestling podcast network yeah. uh, that they put together, and I'm sure Jason curses us to this day because of that. But, but, but maybe not. I, i'm, I'm This again, that's me being Doc Manson and talking out of the side of my mouth. Um, but but you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we are such an intertwined in our histories that I do think a lot of our audience, especially anybody who's been listening to us since the early days, now that we're coming up nearing episode 300. I think they would like to have that check in. I don't know if they're checking out the Park Hoppers podcast or uh, one if by land, two if by tea. I don't know if they're keeping in with what Bill and uh, Liam are doing, putting themselves out there in a creative sense. Uh, And and I'm sorry if Jason is doing something, I'm not aware of it. So otherwise I would plug it here also. Um, But, you know, I I think people would like to hear from these personalities. They heard about from them every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. for years. Uh, Mm -hmm. these were cherished personalities and it's hard to lose those personalities because even if you don't know them personally, like you've never actually met them face to face and let's face it, a lot of people did meet them face to face, but just as many more did not. Um, there is a way that people on the internet, especially when you're interacting on Twitter get to feel like they're, you know, friends with these people and for these people just to suddenly drop out of their lives. I mean, that's sort of what I was voicing last week. Don't me wrong. I was never particularly close to those guys, but it struck me. What the hell has Liam been up to? I'm curious. I'd like to know. And I'd like to think that, again, with our shared audience history, there's probably a bunch of people who'd like to hear from them. Um, so I think that's there, there where that some, came from.
1: There was some serious reaction. Let me move this even further away. I feel like you mentioned that I was hot on the audio, and I feel like I'm even hot again today. Um, you know, there was a lot of positive things. You know, we're going to disappoint some people, and it's Eddie's fault, so I'm okay with it. But, um, you know, they wanted to hear from them. And I appreciate that we talked a bit about the New Age Insiders and we talked a bit about, you know, sort of uh, how they started and what they wanted to do. And then in some way, we talked about how it ended. But at the same time, we weren't, you know, nobody was put on blast. We weren't necessarily talking negatively about one aspect or another it, with the exception of WWE we were very critical about WWE during that conversation but um but I do think it was good and I'm open to you know talking to talking to people I don't you know I don't know I don't I personally don't feel a need to get any of the other members of the NAI network on the show uh but you know in terms of the the insiders themselves I'd be happy to talk to them and you know, we could see who else we would want to talk to. It, we add the risk of, again, having a lost episode. That's another failure point that you have to deal with. Uh, but in fairness, been, like, you do have a setup over there where if I we do. had but planned then, ahead. Then, then the failure points on me if it doesn't work. So, so yeah, I'm but a little hesitant. How many, how
0: many failures have you had trying to do something like question? None. Exactly. I think I think the hardware that you've got in place, as long as we're prepped
1: for it, Mm -hmm. I I think it's a pretty low possibility of 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 disaster. I know you know this because you listen to the piece of business podcast every single week. We've been invited. We've been invited to be on that show to do a crossover episode, a DDT POB sort of crossover with Glenn and Jeremy. Uh, So, you know, I'm, I'm open. I, I don't want to, you know, commit to doing something like that every week because I do want to just have the time. Where yeah, it's us. But uh, but I'm open to it. And it was a good conversation. And again, I I wish we had the recording. But if we don't, that's okay. We'll have Eddie back. Um, you know, uh, he did mention the the fact that you know there was that epic day where Doc Manson, DC Matthews, Jason Maltov, Bill Neville, Dylan, and Chip all had breakfast together and you know, I Eddie love that diner. Yeah. Eddie was the one person who couldn't make it. Uh, that was the diner where we, uh, where you may have been with me. I saw Chris masters sitting by himself, eating a ridiculous amount of food.
0: The uh, diner where I lost my virginity.
2: To what? Really? In the parking lot or in the
0: diner? Oh, in the diner. Wow. Okay, that nutmeg French toast. Ah, with Nutella spread. Oh my goodness.
1: Oh my goodness, delicious. I haven't had Nutella in a long time.
2: Yeah,
0: it's that's that's all right. That's okay. All right, I love Nutella yes, though.
1: So hopefully we will uh, we will gather and break bread with Eddie McCabe someday. That would be nice. Uh what's been going on with you? We haven't, you know. Working. We, we we had a conversation with Eddie, so we didn't really check in. Working, life's good, summer's good, dealing with the heat, dealing with the thunderstorms. That's what I wanted to ask. Between the thunderstorms and the fireworks, how is Oscar doing? Is he having a nutty? I mean, he, <laughs> he's he's, pra- he's practically bald at this point. He's
0: <laughs> had so much nervous shedding, it's ridiculous. Uh, no, I mean, he's okay. The fireworks, he doesn't like at all. The thunder, he doesn't like at all either. So, you know, he's had a few evenings of being 100 percent terrified uh, for a few hours. But, you know, it just it goes with the territory is what it is. Um, Let him climb up into your lap, wrap him in a blanket, hold him tight and he'll get through it. You know, it is what it is. I think he'd get used to it after however many years on the planet. But
1: ah. and it's and it's been um, I feel like two weeks or if not more of it's it's really hot and then there's a thunderstorm last night was a bad one i was driving running errands this morning driving through uh, a local town and there was a half a tree that had fallen and shattered the windshield of a of a car yeah so you know clearly it's been bad it's supposed to be bad again tomorrow with uh the remnants of the tropical storm so
0: yeah so i'm guessing we're gonna have quite a bit of wind uh to go along with some uh rain and so forth yeah Yeah. tomorrow should be fun but i mean we'll see how it all pans out it is what it is right i mean yeah like i said uh don't 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 think of this dc as the hottest summer on record instead think of it as the coolest summer of the rest of our lives that should make you feel better
1: is this is this what we're gearing up for it's just going to be is is new england going to wind up being southern new england specifically going to wind up being 90 to 100 degrees just permanently now I would suspect so. I mean, should I just give up and move to Maine where it's at least partially cooler? Sure. I think you should. <laughs> I would see Thanks. you as often. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, things have been things have been good. We've been trying to stay active, going for walks as often as we can. And what are you doing for exercise these
0: days? Only, I only ask because I remember back closer to the start of the pandemic. I think you were like making a point. Of like going, maybe it was even earlier than that. I can't remember. At some point you were going to an exercise room in your complex. Yeah. And I feel like that was like a year ago.
1: Uh, Probably. I think that was just, you know, although I imagine going to a gym during the beginning of COVID. But we did do that for a while. That has kind of stopped. I think they closed down the gym at some point. The gym Um, in your complex or a real gym? Yeah.
0: No, the gym in
1: my complex. When we walked by it recently and kind of peeked in the windows, there were just a lot of boxes. So I wonder if it's been converted and distorted. Um, <clears throat> there is a CrossFit place literally right next door. I could go flip a tire and swing a hammer if I wanted to.
0: You know, it's not that I want to do CrossFit. I, I, I don't want to do CrossFit. Let me just say that out loud. But what I do want to do is flip a tire and hit things with a hammer. Um and I've also been looking at battle ropes recently cuz those also look like fun. Um the- Yeah. Yeah, and they you know even like the um I don't know what they're called, but those things that's like you would see in football practice where they're way down, you hit them and you just sort of, you know, slide them along. What are those called? Cuz that's Tackling part of dummies? Yeah, th- that's part of that is the sled. It's called a sled in CrossFit. So you know, some of those exercises do look <laughs> entertaining. Uh, mm-hmm. to do i just don't know where i would get a tire that big i looked on amazon they don't sell them
1: <laughs> well inevitably one of these crossfit places will go out of business so you just wait till they're you know on their way i just I have the I, tire. I just
0: roll it home because it's not going to fit in the car
1: <laughs> sure
0: that's the first exercise <laughs> uh-huh
1: <laughs> over the course
0: uh, of six months i managed to push it back <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, yeah. I don't know.
0: But yeah, battle ropes. Those
1: look fun. Those do look fun. We had, uh, when I was on the wrestling team in high school, there was a dummy that you could use uh, for practicing certain moves. And it was, you know, uh, human sized and it probably weighed, I, th- I think you could tweak the weight, but it weighed something like 130, 140 pounds. And, you know, there would be times where, We'd either be doing exercise rotations or whatever. And it would be, you had to basically, you know, try to take this thing down because it could, you know, prop up. It's a hefty thing just to try to, you know, it was just, you know, dead weight. And it was just like, that's a pain in the neck to try to like meander and then, you know, put over your shoulders like a fireman's carry and you'd have to run short distances. And, but I could, I could see that. I could see you converting part of your backyard or just down at the end of the cul de sac and just, you know i'd love to have a a
0: course of ridiculous exercise crap out in the backyard that'd be great
1: yeah right now it's just walking honestly it's yeah between 5 30 and 7 a.m we get up most days and throw clothes on we don't eat breakfast we don't shower and breakfast we either is walk. the most important meal of the day we'll eat it when we get back but we oh, don't need okay. it before All we right. go okay um and we either go walk you know we're trying to shoot for at least five thousand steps in a walk, because then between that and you know doing all the odds and ends around the house, you get quite a few. Um, but we'll walk around the apartment complex. There's a trail you can walk that goes up and around, or we'll drive down to Main Street in the town we live in. Park at the high school, walk down past the post office, past the library. The sidewalk eventually ends. Turn around, come back. So you know, two three miles a day, depending on the day. That's that's about it right now. I, I remember. That's I remember last year I was trying to do some, you know, I'm going to do, uh, what are those things called planking. I was going to try to like, you know, see how long I could hold the plank. And I was doing that, you know, two or three times a day. Can I hold it for at least a minute? Can I hold it for at least a minute and a half? And I hurt myself and I had to stop. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, no, that's, and that's the problem because body weight exercises traditionally, even, like, even for me are like the go-to for getting started, for getting back into some semblance of shape. Um, but as I've packed on the COVID pounds, um, and you know, my joints have atrophied and Mm -hmm. so on and so forth. Um, body weight exercises almost aren't even like realistic for me anymore. Um, they're way more
1: difficult than they probably should be. I did find, I was cleaning out a closet the other day. I did find DDP yoga. So I am tempted to put that back in. And, and maybe delve back into that. Because I remember doing that for a while. I didn't love it, but it's a little it corny. Be, it's a little campy, but it would you know. be an option. I've, I've always wanted from a, and I think, I feel like we may have talked about this on a relatively recent episode, but I feel like I want to go to a, a gym gym and have a couple sessions with a personal trainer just to be like, so what, you know, show me how to do the weights, how to do all of that. But I think the personal trainer would look at me and go, cardio that's your problem cardio and i'd go i don't want to do cardio <laughs> i just want to lift hey, but cardio hey
0: man like there are ways to get your cardio in with a lift depending on what you want to do the thing i've been doing recently and I, I, maybe you would like it i don't know um i i got myself a uh, a kettlebell uh it, it really you only need like two different sizes Uh, of kettlebells or you can get one of those adjustable um, gimmicks uh, to steal a phrase from jeremy but (laughs) uh you know um the kettlebell is kind of cool because it's not a ton of weight but like um like they they they, they're compound exercises like the kettlebell swing two-handed swing using a single kettlebell holding in both hands you start it on the ground and you kind of hinge at the waist, you know? And as you're coming up, your knees are a little bit bent. You're just straightening your hips, you're hinging at the hips and just straightening your hips, kind of coming up to a locked position where like you're like, you know, you're you're squeezing the glutes and you're locked. And so as you do that, as you as you do that kind of explosively, the kettlebell should shoot up around front of your chest and you're not using your arms to lift it at all. Like your arms are really just being pulled by the weight itself. And then as it comes back down, you hinge at the waist again, following that range of motion. And you just do that. And really like there, the exercise that I've been doing right now is just trying to do a hundred of those a day. And eventually people say, ah, just move on to do it for 30 seconds, do it for 60 seconds, you know, take 30 seconds in between. Right now I'm still counting, but eventually I'll probably get to just doing it for a time period. And I've got to say, In terms of my hamstrings, it's the greatest weight exercise I've ever done in my life. And in terms of cardio, um, my heart is racing after a 30-minute session. Like, it really does take a ton out of you. And it's, I hate just sitting on an elliptical, but this, I feel like I finally found a cardio style exercise. Don't get me wrong, there's still weights involved, although it's very relatively lightweight right um that i think i can finally get behind doing long term um and i've started you know that's the kettlebell swing i've started doing like it's not really a clean the person that i saw called it a clean but if you look up kettlebell cleans it's a different exercise but it's another one where you start down between your legs and you kind of shoot upwards it's more like a squat you know and you start with it in your fingertips and as you pull it up Again, mostly using the power from your legs. You kind of let go of the handle, and as it comes up around your chest, grip the sides of the kettlebell handle with your hands, and you just hold it there at your chest for a moment before you drop it again. And again, you drop it, and your hands go down, you catch it with your fingertips, and you hinge back down. Again, more like a squat. I don't really know exactly what it's called, but I've been doing that one also interchangeably with the swings. And again, the cardio, the weightlifting, it's fantastic. And that one, inner thighs, whatever those muscles are, oh my God, blowing them up. It's it's been it's been good. And you don't need a lot of space. Six square feet, really, all you need for it, maybe even less, especially us with our limited, you know, <laughs> arm length. And it doesn't require yeah. a lot of equipment.
1: The first thing I thought of when you said that is this light here. I've broken the light cover putting clothes on, just the, you know, yeah. putting on the shirt and you put your arm up and I just literally punched it and broke it. So I was like, I'd have to find a place to do it. But interesting, I'll have to look into that. I would watch, I would, I would subscribe to a Doc Manson exercise video. I'm just saying. You headband, <laughs> you know, tight tank top, shorts. I wanna have this, not, I wanna have those sweatbands on Simmons, my wrists also. Not Richard Simmons, but you're taking it very seriously but just with, you know, the day glow pink.
0: Yeah, I did. I recently also bought a, um, an Olympic weight bar and like, I forget exactly how many pounds I could do out the math, um, but a, a set of bumper plates. So two tens, two twenty fives and two forty fives. You know, there, it's really meant 60. It's really meant for like deadlifting, you know, um, the, the classic sort of exercise or even squats um, deadlifting. I'm OK with. Um, with my current setup but i don't want to do squats because i don't have any sort of safety equipment i don't have a squat rack i don't have a uh, a power cage or whatever you want to have call you it I spot you. <laughs> um, but i do think that that's probably in my future some sort of rack or cage um, that'll end up in the basement probably i'll be looking at deals around black friday and i'll mm-hmm. probably end up with something and that way i can start doing bench presses again as well uh, i'll be looking at probably a cage and a and a, and a bench. Um, so that way I can do it, but I'll be honest. I thought I was going to do a lot more deadlifts once I got this bar. Um, but I haven't done any deadlifts because instead at the same time I bought the kettlebells and I love the kettlebells and that's really what I'm doing for the lank for the, for the legs at this point. And, uh, I mean, I guess at some point, once I'm not a weakling, maybe I'll want to do deadlifts with the actual Olympic bar, but for now I'm just doing overhead presses.
1: Are you podcasting while you do it? Are you doing nothing? Are you just focusing on the exercise? What's your what's your entertainment while you work out? Brooklyn nine nine currently. There you go. All right. I science. do I work out
0: with something on the television. It keeps yeah. me uh distracted so that I just go through the motions yep. and by the time the episode is over,
1: um, okay. I can wrap it up. You know what I mean? That's 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 what I need to. Last year I remember I was watching so much wrestling as eddie made fun of me because i was trying to watch every episode of thunder uh and i remember my wife coming in and being like if you just worked out during some of this and so i think i have to do something i don't know what it's going to be but i have to do something in here because now within the last couple of weeks peacock and amazon fire or amazon have reached a deal and so um Peacock is A on your fire stick. Peacock is on the fire stick. And so now I can watch. I watched my first RAW in from 2000 in months. I'm trying to go slow with it, but perhaps I will have to do some sort of exercise, even if it is just like we have the old we fit. And I remember I used to just like walk up, down, up, down, and you know, something like that. So I will have to do that because yes, I would like to one of our goals for the summer is to is to try to get back. Anywhere close. I'm now nowhere near where I was for the wedding, but somewhere just in, in a healthy vicinity. We, we should start a new podcast, Muscleheads, with DC and Doc. <laughs> okay. Sure, why not? That's it. We should we should have to work out while we're doing this. Bring the kettlebell up there. Ugh. You need to do the kettlebells. I'll come up with I wouldn't be able also. to
0: rant nearly as long. I, I would be out of breath so quickly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. Do we want to go to the to our emails to make sure that we get them covered? Anything else? You know, there, there's not a whole lot in the world of wrestling to report. Alistair Black, aka Tommy End, aka Malachi Black, uh, made his AEW debut. If you believe social media, uh, there was an error in his contract. Usually, WWE wrestlers have a ninety day non compete clause. When they moved his contract from an NXT contract to a main roster contract, it didn't get changed. So NXT wrestlers have a thirty day non complete clause, which is how he was able to show up so early. I don't know if I believe that. I mean, it seems. I, I I don't think it matters either. Like, yeah, ah, who cares? Yeah, uh, but it's nice that he was able to to show up there. Money in the Bank is happening not this weekend, but the weekend after. So, I think I'm going to try to watch some AEW. I was wondering that because if, you know, recently I realized that if I download or if I use the USA app or just the ability to go live and I put in a, a cable provider, which I do know someone who has cable and will let me use their thing, I was able to watch NXT Great American Bash live. And so that means I could watch Raw. And I was like, I could you know, do TNT and try it. I I am surprised they have not tried to do something where you could watch their old content, even like a deal with fight TV or something like that, where you could watch old episodes of dynamite. But I was just looking at, and um,
0: I was looking at dynamite. And then I, I saw again, that dark is a thing. And then I saw yeah. dark elevation is a thing. And I was just like, Oh God,
1: how, How many, many non-show are shows fri- are you going to have Friday night rampage? They're eventually going to have a second show. So
0: a second show is fine, but having more dark stuff on the internet, I just don't get me wrong. I'm intrigued to, to tune in to um, elevation if only to hear Paul uh, white on commentary, but I, I and mean, I get it. I mean, it is cool that they are considering the dark matches part of their canon. It counts towards their mm-hmm. win loss record. It's just unfortunate that, like any other, you know, storyline driven company, the win loss record really don't matter. No matter how much when. they want to pretend they do. And
1: they do like fourteen fourteen matches a week. Yeah, you don't need fourteen matches a week. No, I, I I did I did um look at a
0: recent episode of a AE dark AEW dark. I didn't watch very much of it from the thirtieth. I think last. So not this last area, well the one before that. And uh, i I don't know. I got discouraged pretty quickly. The first match had the young bucks. I don't like the young bucks. I, I just don't. Um they nope. came out with ridiculous facial hair, and like that was supposed to be some sort of gimmick. Cause like Chris Jericho was on commentary talking about the facial hair, and I was like, Okay, this is how you're starting your show on television. And then they had a friend with them who was helping them out. And I think spraying them down with like Axe body spray. And this person had one of those clear facial protective masks on, like, you know how Cody Rhodes had to wear as the disfigured Cody Rhodes. And I was just looking at this entire circus in front of me. And I was like, you would think of, of all the companies of all the people, Cody Rhodes would be like, I'm not going to make anybody wear that thing. like, you know what I mean? Like I just I was just like watching it and I was like, what is this what is this guy getting out of being on television, wearing that mask and spraying them down with axe body spray or whatever the spray was, I don't know. Like, but I, I just it it just it really rubbed me the wrong way in the first five minutes of putting their product on. I was just like, what is this garbage? What is this?
1: I think that's a little bit I'm I'm nervous. You know I hear good things about guys like Powerhouse Hobbs, and I hear good things about Adam page and you know i'll I'll go back and watch episodes of Thunder, so it's not like I'm afraid to watch dumb stuff, but they're dumb, and then they take all of these constant you know they keep referencing the the w w e and I'm like i they're trying so hard, and I don't know that I want to witness the desperation yeah i mean part of i think my issue with it is like you know i
0: love myself some wrestle silly and i think it has its place on a show but when you've got these people opening up your show who jr is saying look at this this would be a main event match in any company anywhere in the world and we're opening with it like oh what is going on there what you're suddenly super loud on your mic
2: is that better little
0: (laughs) it was suddenly like super loud in the background um anyways but like so i I get it um you know you want to have wrestle silly on the card somewhere but when you also make that your claim as being the best tag team in the world it just it it doesn't it doesn't jive like don't get me wrong like new day is silly sometimes too yeah but i just there's something that i find more believable about their in-ring performances than i do the young bucks the young bucks just seem like they're 100 mugging for the camera at all times even like when he's outside of the ring and he gets caught by his opponent and the opponent's about to like do a move duplexing him out onto like the concrete like the young buck, whatever the guy Nate's name is. I don't know which one it was. He like he gave this look to the camera and he like he did like this hand signal like he's and it's just like totally signaling that I'm in on the joke
1: and they're 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 deadpooling it and it's too far. That. Like yeah. I like wrestle silly, but it's too far. It's too much on a recent episode of joy of booking available wherever podcasts are sold. uh You know, I had a hot tag from Brandon Banks who talked about the Young Bucks and how they changed wrestling and, you know, the importance of historical context. And what he failed to include is that they did not change wrestling for the better. They just changed wrestling. Yeah. And yeah, I I don't, I think I would be doing a lot of fast forwarding, but maybe, you know what, I haven't watched in at least a year, if not longer. So perhaps I should give them a try.
0: My concern is just knowing how involved they are with the running of the company is that their fingerprints are going to be all over the product and their faces are going to be all over the product. They're going to be on every single show, I suspect, and that's going yeah. to
1: bother me. I, I think they've done, if anything, they've done a nice job. They don't seem to be, from what I can tell, huge deals. Uh, but you know, perhaps you and I should at some point, before a certain, you know, make sure to watch, and then we can actually react. I think we're both going to not come away with it loving it. Just, you know, we're already kind of planning on not enjoying it. But it would be interesting for us to watch and try to, as objectively as we can, uh, take a look. And I'm going to, uh, as objectively as I can, read this email from Tim Johnson podcast at DDTWrestling.com. Subject line, thanks. Brandon. Good day, gentlemen. Doc amused me last week. I'm not sure if it was intentional or not, but he thanked Pav for my email. I appreciated the thoughts on the overused leg drop. It's very akin to the super kick of today. Can I get a rank of super kicks a la Glenn? Sean uh, Michaels. Sean John Michaels, everyone else. Yeah. Maybe uh, credit to Kevin. Actually, no. Credit to Yokozuna, who used to do a super kick. Was that really a super kick? I suppose it was more of a crescent kick. Yeah. Okay. Kevin Owens has one, too. Brandon said, I don't know who that is, and I spit my coffee. I feel like I am part of the group now more than ever. Being from the upper Midwest, I am over a thousand away from most, if not all, of the besties. There was some talk last week of all-inclusive resorts. My wife and I have experienced a couple over the years, and here are my thoughts. Watered-down mixed drinks and cheap bottled beer served alongside mediocre hotel food. The only thing that makes them worth it is the destination and other excursions that can be had. H. Doc also talked about AEW and how commercials ruin it. I know he can have nerdy tendencies, i.e. taking apart a mouse to try to fix it. True. Have you ever looked into a home media server? Yes. All I will say is that it can be a rabbit hole. What is a home media server?
0: I'm setting up basically some storage locally in your house, hard drives, um, so that they are perpetually accessible from other devices and putting together your own service of content. So, you know. Uh, I do have my own personal home media server where I collect um, out-of-print horror movies and things that you can't get on DVD or Blu-ray, um, and I watch them that way. So,
2: yeah. You get i get them on the dark web?
1: The darkest of web. Wow. DC, this was a doc-heavy week, but for the record, I also have seven letters in my middle name to go with the three in my first name and seven in my last. Thank you both for continuing to join me on my drive to work, Tim. Well, you're welcome, Tim. Terribly sorry for
0: that slip of the tongue. Tim, thank you for writing in.
1: Uh, Our next email comes from bestest of the besties. Glenn Glenn's email. I don't think, I don't know if I should read that, but we keep getting the, you know, this looks fishy because it's outlook underscore a whole bunch of letters and numbers. Um, This was an email that I think Eddie chimed in on. I don't know if you remember his top five superheroes. He was in the middle of discussing it when all of a sudden everything froze. And I was just like, "Eh, I don't think I'm coming back from this. So hi, guys and Eddie. Last week, I had you drafting your top five superheroes. Firstly, I'd like to hear Eddie's selection. Mine are Batman, Iron Man, the Hulk, Dr. Strange and Superman. I don't really remember, but I do remember him. I
0: think one of them was Green Arrow for sure. Um he talked quite a bit about enjoying Captain America. Um I don't know if he had named Captain America on his list, but he okay. talked about liking Captain America, especially in comparison to something like Superman because he's he, you know, he was saying how he he represents a lot of the same ideals as Superman without being that infinitely powerful, God. invincible individual, so he, he avoids a lot of those issues that Superman
1: falls into. Um See, I and like I'm, some of those issues. I'm not. I'm not into the superheroes that aren't actually super. Fair enough.
0: And I don't remember the rest of what he said. I, That's okay. Yeah. At that point, I was. I was also more distracted by the tree in my front yard that I thought thought for sure was going to lose some branches or come down because it was redonkulous yeah. uh, here. Crazy by that point.
1: Secondly, for all of you, between the three of you, well, there's only two of us at this point, I'd like you to book a Survivor Series match between the five all-time great babyfaces against five all-time great heels. He doesn't know it until he hears this, but I'll be discussing a POB choice with Jeremy on Sunday. Thanks, as always, Glenn. Would you like to draft this? Would you like to be in charge of one of the teams and I'll do the other one? How do you want to do this? Oh, let's
0: just draft. Let's go back and forth.
1: All right. Well, I think in this case, then you can take either baby faces or heels. So we each have to make up. No, no, no. A we're, team we're, of 10.
0: We're, we're drafting the 10 together.
2: Okay. Sure. <laughs> Let's go with that.
1: So, uh, I, as always, I give you the first pick. Who would you like? Hulk Hogan. Which team is he on? The baby Okay, I didn't know. He could be on both. It was the 25th anniversary of the formation of the NWO recently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I will take, I've been, I've been on a kick of his lately, uh, perhaps one of the greatest heels of all time. I will take the Million Dollar Man.
0: Okay. Um, next on the face list, I will take John Cena.
2: Sure.
1: I will take for the heel list uh Ric Flair. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. Um
0: on the heel list I will add
2: I will add the Undertaker.
1: Ooh, interesting. Do you have a specific version? Old school, early, early Undertaker, 90s Undertaker? It's either
0: the real early or it's Ministry. I I don't know which.
1: Uh, I will continue kind of with an old school flair for the babyfaces. I think you got to have Dusty Rhodes. N.W.A. Dusty Rhodes. No polka dots. N.W.A. Dusty Rhodes. Oh, no
0: polka dots. On the babyface team. All right. Um... Okay, I will go ahead and choose.
2: I'm going to go with Stone Cold Steve
0: Austin on the baby faces. I know that sounds like a weird thing because he was sort of an anti-hero, but I do think of the two. And I think
1: that would be the team he would be on. Yeah, me too. Uh, I'll go with a modern wrestler. I, I will put on the heel team the head of the table, Roman Reigns.
0: Okay. And then I will put, uh, I'll fill the last slot on the heel team, I think, right? Mm-hmm. uh With probably, who I think is really realistically one of the greatest heels of all time, uh, The Rock. I would much prefer to see him on the heel team than the baby face. Fair
1: enough. Uh, all right, so I have to fill the final baby face. hmm <laughs> There's not really a great modern baby face like Drew McIntyre is not, not it. It's not the answer. Uh, I will go ahead. Then I'll, I'll be true to true myself. Yeah. <laughs> I will put, I
0: he will deserves put it.
1: Uh, so I do think it's strange all, that
0: the heels don't have Sean Michaels on it or triple H even. I, I could see those easily being on that. Team. I think,
1: I think if this was six on six, then I think they would, those would be the choices 11 and 12. But right now Hulk Hogan, John Cena, Dusty Rhodes, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Bret Hart taking on Ted DiBiase, Ric Flair, The Undertaker, Roman Reigns, and The Rock. I'd watch that match. That'd be all right. That'd be all right. Thank you for the excellent question, as always. Glenn, our final email of the evening comes from Che, the Pandemic Era. Evening Gents, as
0: WWE and AEW start to welcome back fans, how would you rate how each company has managed the Pandemic Era with no fans? With many cinematic matches, swamp matches, Money in the Bank on the Roof, stadium stampedes, etc. Is there anything from the last 15 months you would keep moving forward? Or should each company use this time for a hard reset and get back to basics? Hope all are well and looking forward to hearing Liam on the show. Take care, Che. Sorry about that last part, Che. Just wasn't in the cards. Um,
1: I can't speak for AEW because I didn't watch any of their pandemic era. so. Uh, I, but I will say, I think WWE did pretty well. Uh, you know, we talked to Eddie and he talked about how there was a golden opportunity during the pandemic for WWE to have tried new things. And, you know, he, he talked about how he thinks wrestling needs to evolve. He mentioned Lucha Underground as, you know, one potential avenue. And they had the chance to go somewhere like that. And they didn't fully. I think. Like you said, the swamp fight, money in the bank, the boneyard match. I think they did certain aspects of it, but they didn't go that far. But I would say I enjoyed the pandemic era because at no point were the fans part of the show. The show was what you saw in the ring. The wrestlers were able to interact a little more because there wasn't, they weren't fighting with a crowd so you could hear what they had to say. Uh, So, you know, I think WWE did pretty well.
0: Yeah, your thoughts. I would keep the cinematic stuff, honestly. I think the cinematic matches were fun. I do think that Lucha Underground is fun, also. I know I understand that the real wrestling purists probably don't love the cinematic stuff, but you look at something like AJ Styles versus The Undertaker from WrestleMania, and I think that's a smart way to utilize somebody like The Undertaker at this stage of his career if you're insisting 100%. on putting him in front of us. Um, and I don't know if you should be insisting on putting him in front of us, but let's face it, sometimes they do things like that. Um, and, and, you know, in fairness, once a year, something like the Money in the Bank, Titan Towers, Mad Dash Scramble, I think it's refreshing and it's fun. Um, I don't think any there's any reason why that couldn't be more part of the product. Um, and hell, you've got so many different weeks, I'm sorry, um, hours of television a week. Why couldn't you take a one-hour show a week and make it into a Lucha Underground-style, pure packaged, storyline-based, less of this? Yeah. You know, packaging that we tend to associate with the WWE product. Why not go for a completely different style of show? Why not? What's wrong with going a completely 100% cinematic um, approach to one of the WWE subproducts? I think something like that could be fun and refreshing.
1: I agree. I agree. I agree. All right. Uh, that takes us out of the emails, which means let's do the thing we did not do last night because um, we were going to get electrocuted if we did. Doc Manson, what is your piece of positivity?
2: Well, let's see. Or would you like me to go? Um, You know, I'm going to go ahead with a movie that I watched this week. Um,
0: It was an interesting movie. Falling back to nostalgia, I think, on a A lot of people, not so much myself. Um, but on Netflix this week, they released the first part of a trilogy, um, called Fear Street, based off of the old teen horror books by R.L. Stein. Uh, Fear Street Mm -hmm. was his more teen appropriate books. Of course, Goosebumps being his more, uh, even younger friendly series. Fear Street was a little bit more, um, adult oriented than goosebumps and so they've they've made a trilogy of films uh called fear street the first one fear street 1994 came out on the second i think uh fear street 1978 is coming out tomorrow and uh fear street 1666 is coming out the week after that so i've only seen the first one it's the only one that's out but you know it was actually a pretty good movie um, for, for for a film that was ostensibly going for that young adult audience, well, that's the thing that I thought was interesting about it. Is you would think they were going for a young adult audience, right? They've called it Fear Street. They're clearly calling back to that R.L. Stein um series and so forth. Uh, but it was a rated R film. Um, it actually had hmm. some good special effects. There was some interesting gore. But I, you know, the structure of the film, the story they were telling, the characters was very much a young adult sort of story. The plotting and all that would have totally been at home in one of those films. So it's almost like, you know, it was a, a nostalgia project, but instead of aiming at... but Of course, as a nostalgia project, you wouldn't aim at current young adults, right? You would aim at us, who were young adults back then, but then you would jazz it up. And that's exactly, I think, the approach that they actually took here. Um, and, you know, overall, I, I enjoyed it. I don't think it was great, But it was okay. It was at least a solid three-star film. Um, And, you know, in terms of uh, movies with positive portrayals of LGBTQA plus characters, um, not too many, especially not in the horror genre. Um, So having a protagonist where that was sort of just a thing was cool. Cool to see it on screen. I'm always happy to see representation like that. Um, So, yeah, and again, there were definitely some things to complain about. Not a perfect film, but I enjoyed it way more than I enjoyed army of the dead. It made more sense as a film overall. That's for dang sure. Um, So yeah, fear street, 1994. It's a whole trilogy of films coming out. I
1: recommend them. That's excellent. Uh, I'm going to mention a podcast. uh, That we just did. Uh, Not, not today's podcast and not yesterday's podcast, but the podcast that I believe we did on Monday monday uh you know we've talked about ever since doc manson said those four fateful words i missed the list uh we've talked about what we're doing we've had plans behind the scenes uh we recorded an episode that was not our best <laughs> let's let's just say that uh but we sat down and we we you know hammered out some of the issues and we recorded a new uh hopefully episode 1 and it felt way better. It felt really good. I enjoyed it immensely. I'm looking forward to doing another one as soon as possible. So be on the lookout whenever we decide we're going to release it. Not any time. We still got some things we need to put in place. But uh, pro wrestler rankings, uh, it should be a fun time. There is a, there is a new greatest wrestler of all time we know who it is but you don't so there
0: i'm just going to say you know after having recorded that first failed episode and now having recorded this new uh episode one um yeah brandon banks you were right
1: you were right he was he was all right all right so yeah so uh hopefully we'll we'll get those out we're not sure is it going to be a weekly show a bi-weekly show but uh It'll be coming your way at some point. So things are good in, in the podcast realm. And I hope things are good for you listening. I hope you're enjoying your post-4th of July. Did you do anything? We didn't even I didn't even talk about it. Did you do a cookout? Did you have a burger? Did you have a hot dog on the 4th of July? I honestly Celebrate don't even remember what we
0: did. Um, I know there was talk where we, we felt like, man, like I kind of forgot it was the holiday. And then... sure. Mrs. Manson was talking about, well, if you want to grill something, I was like, why would I grill something? She's like, well, you know, the holiday. I was like, oh yeah, the holiday. And I don't yeah. know I don't know that I did grill anything, but I, I honestly can't remember what we what we made or did. I I have
1: no recollection. So
0: we,
1: we had a a joint family. You know, my parents and my wife's parents get along and, and are friendly. And so my wife's parents came down. We went to dinner the night before. We had you know, went over for lunch. there was a cookout. I ate my yearly hot dog. I tend to only have one a year around the Fourth of July. It was delicious. Uh, yeah, a good time was had by all. but uh, you know, we're, we didn't go to the parade. I don't care about that. Uh, but we watched the fireworks, like I said, watched the fireworks that were yesterday for about three minutes before the lightning drove us inside. so but it was it was not a bad holiday. Considering, you know, last year, the 4th of July really didn't exist. Yeah, I, I mean, COVID. I will say uh,
0: as I've gotten older, as I've become a, a, a pet parent, I just I don't I don't like any of the festivities around the 4th of July anymore. Like I I don't like the fireworks anymore. I think they're a nuisance. Sure. So sure. I, eh, I don't know. I'm one of those people now.
1: It's all right. You have a different priorities. You're growing. Uh, thank you for joining us on this week's episode. Doc Manson, anything else you'd like to say before we head out into that good night? If
0: you'd like to have your thoughts read in the air, send us a message, podcast at DDTWrestling.com. You can also visit our websites, DDTWrestling.com or DDTPod.com. You can listen to our entire back catalog or go to your podcast repository of choice. And finally, if you like what you've heard, head on over to Patreon.com forward slash wrestling to send just a little bit of financial support to DC and Doc. It helps us keep the lights on and the podcast train
1: a-chug. The is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. My name is DC Matthews at The DC Matthews. Uh, Eddie, we love you. Hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. Until we meet again, my friends. Won't you be our bestie? Curse you,
2: Liam!